That's so exciting. I love batteries. Welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the program. Thank you for choosing to listen to this brand of entertainment. Uh, Episode 81 of the show. As always, I give you the ways you can reach out Number one, number one method of contacting me, us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. That is the email address. Anything you would like to discuss, you are welcome to do it via email. If you think you are up to it, and you know what? Voicemail's been kind of light lately. Voicemail has not been what it once was, but that's okay. You guys can redeem that. Uh, by, by leaving us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Like I always say, brevity is the soul of wit, so keep it short and don't try to be funny. Um, a- as always, I implore you to subscribe to our show on iTunes. That helps what we do. That helps our brand. That helps us to get noticed. Go to iTunes, like The Baller Lifestyle or subscribe to the Baller Lifestyle there. Um, rate the show. Leave a review for the show. I haven't read the reviews in a while. I'll go back and have a look because I'm always very, very touched and pleased at the nice things you say about this show. And I appreciate all that you guys do for us. I would also ask that you subscribe to our Facebook page or like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. On Facebook, that's the place to find us to interact with the show on a more day-to-day level where we post. Yesterday, I posted, Ed Daly and I had a, had a text exchange about the, well, it started, it started, we were talking about BJ and the bear. There's a concept I can't get enough of. Uh, and I, I, you know, I mentioned the great Greg Evigan, which then turned into the other show that, Greg Evigan is known for, of course, My Two Dads. Uh, so we had a discussion of My Two Dads. Uh, bottom line is it's, it was such a glorious conversation that after Ed and I were done texting, I made copies. or I, Yeah, I took like pictures or what do you call it? Screenshots. I took screenshots of the combo and I posted them to our Facebook page. Like a lot of you know that because you subscribe to our page on Facebook. But if you don't, then you don't. So go there uh, and check that out. Also, Ed Daly recently posted a. He wrote a column on the worst song on his phone, which I don't. I don't. I never even heard of. I was. It was beyond. I still. I. I don't know what it was. I. I don't. Some rapper from like Louisiana or something. It was very confusing to me. Point is, he wrote. Uh, he he broke down the lyrics of the worst song on his phone, and he wrote a column about it that's up now 
at theballerlifestyle.com. And then we link to it on Facebook as we do everything that we post. And a lot of people were chiming in with the worst song on their phone. And one of you guys, and the name escapes me at this moment, one of you guys has, has, remember when Paris Hilton did an album? Like, was that in the 90s? No, it must have been in the 2000s. Paris Hilton did an album for some reason. And the rumor was she didn't even sing on the album like this other chick actually sang the songs, which is just like at this, in this day and age, like, does it even matter? Does it? Does it? No. But the point is, is that someone, one of you guys, one of you monsters out there had the Paris Hilton song on their fucking phone. I, and I, I think I commented that no one's going to beat that. And I, I, I'd be shocked. Go there. Go to our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And if you have a worse song on your phone right now than the Paris Hilton song, I would love to see it. Today on the show, this is our last show without the great Ed Daly. Ed Daly, as you guys know, is away on his yearly sabbatical to the continent of Europe, Eurasia. And he's over there. He's drinking in pubs and doing whatever you do in England right now. He will be back, though, next week. So this is our last show without Ed Daly. We'll hear from him in a few minutes. But beginning next week, he'll be back with us live, which is great because we've all missed him. And I I mentioned already his column on the worst song on his phone. He also recently wrote a column, which I thought was fantastic, about uh, the, the presidential battle royale where he pitted each of the 44, are there 44? We're at 44, right? Each of the 44 U.S. presidents in a fight to the death. He puts them on an island, Hunger Games style. I didn't know, I don't, I didn't know the concept of the, or the plot of the Hunger Games before I read this, to be honest. Uh, but he, put, he puts them on sort of a fight to the death battle royal, and he counts them down, who gets killed first, who lasts the longest and a lot we got a lot of feedback on that some of it we'll get to later so i would implore you to go to theballerlifestyle.com and read ed's column on the presidential battle royale as well as his worst song on his phone both now live at theballerlifestyle.com okay let's hear from ed let's see what's happening with ed daily he's going to check in with us right now from the british isles ed tell us what is going on over there Hey, Brian, just a few quick thoughts. Um, the first thing, uh, the thing everybody loves talking about, the Tom Brady controversy. Everybody is, I think, looking at it from the, the wrong angle. They want to talk about what, the legality and whether or not this happened, that happened. We just all need to accept the reason why he's suspended is the same reason OJ is in jail. Because nobody could catch the Patriots at them playing loose with the rules over the years. Everybody hates the Patriots, and they came up with some bullshit charge, and now he's suspended just like OJ's in jail for the wrong crime. And we're okay with this, and everybody needs to stop worrying about why he's suspended. Just enjoy that he's not playing for four games. Um, I was pretty taken aback by the the response on uh, Roddy Piper dying. I don't, again, I I really just did not pay attention whatsoever to wrestling. I maybe at some sleepovers or something like that. I had to watch wrestling. And so I, 
you know, I liked Roddy Piper fine, but like I really, people were so deeply affected. So many people, I just didn't know that many people that that I knew were that into wrestling. So I don't know. I was wondering if that is just people being nostalgic, or is it because people actually loved wrestling and Roddy Piper? And I think seeing all these wrestlers die, and I think Roddy Piper lasting to 61 or whatever is is on the older side of these wrestlers. And I have a, an entry into the death pool. I say uh, good old Terry Balea has less than three years left. Uh, I just I can't imagine the Hulkster has much more time left. Um, and finally, thanks for the feedback on the uh, presidential battle royale. Uh, column I wrote, um, but the biggest feedback, the biggest controversy I got was having Barrio come in second, and my my answer to that is these guys. One, Obama is, on inauguration day was like forty six, in very good shape, and uh, and he was a black guy, and you. You cannot underestimate how afraid these guys would be of a one-on-one battle. Not in a in a, a situation where they had slaves, but they they were in all they had all the power. If this is just a one-on-one battle with a black guy, these guys would be petrified. Right down to George Washington, one of the bravest guys in our country's history. Um, so I think Obama would get there without having any conflict. And the first time he actually gets into a fight, it's at the end with Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt, and that's why I had Teddy winning, because that guy's not afraid of anything. But anyway, um, thanks for uh, for reading and all the, the feedback. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't... I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot of the other owners do hate the Pats, and maybe they do feel like, oh, they've, you know, gotten an edge, or but they're not doing anything that no one else would try to do. I mean, this is... This is a fucking cutthroat game, and everybody's trying to get an edge. And this football thing is bullshit. And this, I'm sick of talking about it. To be honest, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. Like I, Tom Brady, I had your back, but the, the NFL, they've they've done it. They've like worn me down. Now I don't care. Just like do your suspension or whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, but it's it is a thing where they're where they're like, hey, we don't, um, you know, we don't just persecute black guys that beat their wives. We also have these guys in our league that um, deflate the ball, even though they like didn't deflate the ball. So we're going to go after the, We're going to go after a white guy too. You know, it's a it's a very much a, a an issue that the NFL wants out front and center. So you don't see all the other shit that's going on with people getting concussions and killing themselves because of it. Um, so I don't know, something to think about. And Roddy Piper, you know. And we've talked about it before on the show a lot. Adults should not watch wrestling. I am an adult human being, so of course I don't watch wrestling. But when I was of the appropriate age, like 10 years old, I probably gave up wrestling like right around 10. I definitely didn't get into junior high, middle school, being a wrestling watcher. But I definitely was when I was a kid. And Roddy Piper was my fucking guy. I love that guy. He was... he Because... He was a bad guy, but he wasn't. You know, he was he was like the bad guy that you could root for. He 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 was sort of he sort of walked that line where yeah, he was a dick, but he was he was sort of a lone wolf 
doing his own thing and I and he was a star. He he really, you know, he had that Piper's pit and he really knew how to get people riled up, get the crowd going. He he was he also played a Scotsman, but never once even sort of attempted a Scottish accent, which I thought was fantastic. I mean, the guy was clearly from Canada. Um, anyway, they live. John Carpenter's They Live, like fucking great movie. Roddy Piper was a star. He he will be missed. I just heard him recently on the Adam Carolla podcast. Um, terrible tragedy. He passed too young, as most of those guys do. Um, I was a fan of his. I'm sorry that he is gone. And wow, Ed Daly going out on a limb. Hulk Hogan. I feel like we he might have been... Did Ed take him or did I? I feel like he was selected in our death pool, but Ed's got him going within three years. That is a big, big pull. Like, I, I want that for you. Terry Balea, is he going to make it in the next three years? We'll see. And then, of course, Ed alluded to the presidential battle royale. If you're, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't read it yet, the Obama, President Barry Obama, is amongst the last two surviving presidents in the in the battle royal, and I, you know you could pick nits here personally. Yeah, I could see these guys being a little scared of a of a riled up black man, but I mean George Washington was like six five. The Battle of Trenton, like the dude did not fuck around. He worked the fields. He smoked dope stood in that boat across the Delaware. He did all that shit. Like, I feel like George Washington also rode a horse. I bet you Obama Obama knows how to ride a golf cart. George Washington, that motherfucker, rode a horse. He could do some serious damage. I feel like he could have gone one step further and taken down Obama. But take a look. Read, read Ed's column and react to us via the voicemail or the email. Um, okay, a couple of emails. We all, we have mine and Ed's reactions. Let's let's see what's going on here. First email, guys. Why is Tim Tebow so beloved and respected, and Russell Wilson isn't? Aren't they essentially the same person? I mean, besides one glaring difference, we get it. There are they are basically the same God fearing, non tail slaying guy, right? I feel the same way, but I can't figure out why. Help me out here, guys. Thanks. We miss you, Ed. Adam in Sugarland. Ed, let, let's let's get Ed's response to that first. Ed, what are your thoughts on the Tim Tebow Russell Wilson debate? I don't I don't know about you, but I've I've found Tebow to be pretty universally hated and mocked uh, in my with anyone I knew. Um, both are huge douches. And really the important thing is that we need to get to the point where we don't know about anyone's religious beliefs. Cool if you're into something, but I, I, I would think it'd be good if we can just make it a point and never talk about it to anyone. And uh, Adam, thanks for uh, for saying you missed me. Uh, you're the first person in history to ever miss me. I agree with Ed that both these guys are huge douches, for sure. Um, and I, while I hate Russell Wilson much more than Tebow... I, I would have to argue that he is a and definitely he's definitely not a top ten quarterback, but he's a much better signal caller than Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, I mean, he threw a knuckleball. Like the guy had no business playing QB at 
all. I, I appreciate that he's definitely a great athlete, and I feel like he had he not been so dialed into playing quarterback, the guy could have been a good H-back, fullback. He's fast as shit. He's a great athlete. Um, he's so vanilla and boring and dull. I'm not a fan of Tim Tebow's at all. But I would argue that Russell Wilson, while obviously overpaid and very hateable and a huge douche, um, he's a much better QB than Tim Tebow. It's, I, don't, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Uh, okay, second email. Hey, Brian, Ed, and Fancy. First thing, I'm current episode team. I don't need a fucking hashtag, but I want to talk about this little dicked hunter from Minnesota. Fuck this guy for shooting a lion. Well, anyone who hunts animals like that. This guy probably came back and told his buddies about how he hunted it for days when a guide probably drove him right to that pet lion. I'm all for hunting. I hunt myself, but you can't be hunting a lion unless that cat just ate your girl. Kyle in Wisco, which I believe is Wisconsin, which would make that's like a border war. Minnesota, I'm sure Wisconsin's hate Minnesotans and Minnesotans vice versa, right? Ed, what are your thoughts on this hunter situation? I think this lion controversy brings out the worst in people. Uh, the fir- the first thing is I'm I'm still grasping that somebody would decide to name a lion Cecil, which is a terrible name. Um, but it, it brings out the worst in everybody. W- number one, it reminds you how shitty the uber-rich are. Two, it reminds everybody how annoying internet mobs are because everybody's so proud of themselves. Um, and it, it's also, number three, it brings out uh, all the position B people. I saw some uber-conservative uh, opinions on my feed where people were standing up for this shitbag dentist. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be crazy angry about them. Like, some people are furious. Some people were moderately annoyed, but like, I can't imagine somebody taking the, the, uh, the side of this dick bag. Uh, number four, it brings out the people who want to point out how awful all the other animals are treated. Like, Hey, just a reminder, chicken are treated this way every day. Like, uh, Oh, we get it. This is about the lion hunter and everybody needs to get off their soapbox and try to turn whatever controversy into something that is their number one cause. Like leave it alone. And finally, um, I hate seeing all these judgmental people and then, you know, uh, talking about how badly animals are treated and then a week later post a picture of them at the circus or a petting zoo or some other shitty situation for animals that are just doing shitty things for the animals. Um, that's the way humans are. We're, we're, we're shitty to a lot of things. We do terrible things and then we, you know, we look the other way for some things, others not so much, but... You know, the, the more important reason is that we hate this guy because he has over-whitened teeth, and all people with over-whitened teeth are very disturbing. And uh, that's it. I'm not, I'm not against hunting. I'm, I have no desire to hunt, but, uh, you know, as long as deer and birds are complete assholes, I'm fine with people shooting them. I agree with that. The hunter guy sucks, and I, I also sort of agree that, like, people are like, yeah, you don't like the, the killing of a lion? Well... You, sh- you know, shut down all the factory farms and, um, yeah, like factory farms are fucked up too. Like buy local. That's the way to do it. That's the way to beat the system is, is buy from local farmers. The factory farm system is gross. The way they treat the animals is disgusting. Obviously everyone I think agrees with that. 
But uh, there's something about, like, just some fucking scumbag dentist in his fucking, those spectacles and that real close cropped bald guy haircut that he's got. Uh, I just, I just fucking hate that guy so much. He's such a fucking dick. And he's like, well, oh, you know, I didn't know it was a protected line. Also, yeah, I know, Cecil. You know, it's like not, maybe not the greatest name. Um, but at the same time, like this, this guy was, this animal is basically a pet. And this guy paid big bucks to go over and shoot somebody's fucking pet. Um, fuck him. Said it before. Fuck that guy. I have no sympathy for that guy. And yeah, it's okay to hate multiple things. Like people are like, yeah, people get shot. You know, there's too many guns. And like, we, we don't need to like, you don't have to take someone's rage over one situation and then shame them for not having the same rage about another situation. We can be rageful about multiple things and certain things resonate with people and there's just nothing you can do about that. So it happens like peep this, this was a fucking beautiful animal and you look at a picture of it and you go, wow, that thing's fucking amazing. Like that's, that's something I'm never going to see in my life. I'm never going to go to Africa and see a, a, a lion living out on the Serengeti or in the jungle or whatever. It's, it's, it's amazing and beautiful and, and wanting to fucking kill it just to fucking kill it is, is gross to me. So fuck him. And, yeah, fuck factory farms and gun violence and all that shit. Um, okay, let's get into it. This is the sports show of record, so let's discuss some sports topics. But before we do that, I want to talk about Herman Marshall Texas Whiskey. That's right. The official whiskey of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast is now officially a sponsor of the Baller Lifestyle po- Podcast. Yes, Herman Marshall Whiskey. As you guys know, Ed Daly and I, we both enjoy a nice whiskey. So we were pretty excited when the guys at Herman Marshall reached out to the show and gave us the opportunity to sample both their bourbon and their rye, which we both found to be fantastic. Um, I like I think Ed and I are both the same way. We take our whiskeys neat. I drink this stuff neat all the time now. And this weekend, I'm having some friends over. We're making cocktails with the Herman Marshall bourbon. I can't wait. I love this stuff. Um, we, we both found it to be fantastic. And that's because Herman Marshall is committed to making the smoothest possible whiskey while ensuring rich flavor and aroma. You guys know I'm into authentic things. I like craft beer, roots rock and roll, natural breasts. And Herman Marshall Whiskey, this is my go-to whiskey, and it's distilled right there in the Republic of Texas. Uh, Go out and pick some up today, guys. Show them some love. Herman Marshall Smooth Texas Bourbon and Rye. Check them out. We love their product. We're super stoked to have them involved in the show. We're super excited to, to share Herman Marshall Whiskey with you guys and have them as a supporter of our podcast. Um, let them know. Go out and buy their whiskey. We love it. Uh, okay, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? Tell us, sports topics today brought to you by Herman Marshall Whiskey. What is happening in the world of sports? In sports, a uh, Norwegian golf course is having problems with a nuisance running their, ruining their golf course. No, it's not a groundhog. It's a serial pooper, and he's been doing it for 10 years. 
Starting in 2005, the Stavanger Golf Club in Stavanger, Norway, has consistently found poop in the cups, yet still have no idea who's doing it. Despite increased security measures like the installation of floodlights, the only thing the club and police know is that it's coming from a man. Why do they know this? We know this because it's a man because the poos are too massive to be from a woman, groundskeeper Kenneth Tenford told a reporter. Brian, considering the best part of golf is calling it a day and heading to the 19th hole, isn't finding feces in the cup the greatest excuse to stop playing? Also, how great is it to be a criminal in Norway? A decade with no leads. Uh, you know I don't like these poop stories. You know I'm not into serial poopers. Also, this is confusing because this happened in Norway. How can they even golf in Norway? Like, isn't the course all covered in snow? Aren't there, do they, is, are the carts pulled by reindeer? And w- when they're looking for the, this bad guy, the, the course shitter, uh, can't they just follow the cross-country ski tracks? Like, isn't there, isn't that how they get around there? I, also, I've seen that sport in the Winter Olympics. Here's the key. You've just following the guy that makes the first tracks. Everybody gets in his tracks. Here he goes, he makes the tracks, and you get right behind him, and everybody just stays in those same tracks. That's the way to win. Then at the end, collapse in a heap because it's apparently cross country skiing, which I've never tried. I snowboard, I go down the hill, gravity. I don't I don't push like side to side with those skinny little skis and those poles. I've never done that. But apparently, it's very fucking tiring because as soon as the race ends, even if it's like a 60-yard race, I mean, these guys are winded. They collapse in a heap at the end. Very difficult sport. I don't think I want to try it. Uh, but I just assume that's how everybody got around in Oslo, in the, in the greater Oslo area. I thought everybody just skied around on those skinny little skis. Apparently not, because this guy has been able to shit up the course for 10 years with nary a lead. Like, put a second cop on this thing. Like, how, how are we, how, how have they not, like, throw a few nanny cams up. There's 18 holes, right? He's, the guy, for 10 years, has been shitting in the holes. I assume he's not shitting in the same hole every time. I mean, maybe he's... I mean, 10 years, I don't know how many times he's shit this course up, but he might have shit in every single hole by now. Here's an idea. At night, when they go out, they move the holes around. So at night, when, before they move the hole, or after they move the hole, they put the pin in there. Just, like, put a little camera, like internet. They have, they have GoPros now. Just hide it. Hide a little camera. It's not a big investment to catch this, you know, so there's no shit in the cup the next day also i need to amend my death penalty rules because we talked about this before my i'm I'm anti-death penalty for lots of reasons we don't need to get into but i'm i'm pro death penalty in two cases for people that intentionally cause traffic death penalty also for anybody that weaponizes their jizz Death penalty. But I could have come up with a third. I might have to change the weaponized jizz to weaponize jizz slash excrement. Like the, the, like the two grossest things that come out of the human body. Um, if you use those as a weapon, you should get the death penalty. And I, I know for a fact they don't have the death penalty in Norway. Maybe we can extradite this guy. Because this is like crimes against humanity.
get him, get him, bring him to the Hague, the the Hog, the Hague, with Slobodan Milosevic. Like, let's try him there. Why not? This is this is a bad deal. But I feel like it would be very easy to catch this guy. Just put a few nanny cams on the course. Boom, problem solved. Or just wait till about seven thirty a.m. Just kind of like look around. You'll see him. You see a guy headed out to the course with a fresh copy of Der Schoppenbull or whatever whatever they read, whatever kind of newspaper they have there. You see him headed out there. Maybe he's got a cup of coffee in his hand. That's the guy. You know, there's a certain window. Everybody's got that window. It's usually in the morning. Say that's like 80% of the population knocks it out around between 7 and 9 a.m., that's, that's when you need your full sting operation going. Like, keep an eye on things around that time. You'll catch this guy. Um, also, like, what a maniac, too. I, I do like that they think, wouldn't it be cool if they found out it was a woman? Like, they're like, oh, no, this is, these are man-sized shits. Well, I don't know about you guys with kids. I got kids, and they, they, they do some serious damage. Much, like, much worse than most men, I would say. Maybe it's a little kid. Who knows? Let's hope they find him. Good story. Next story, Ed. Next sports story. The Philadelphia Eagles traded cornerback Brandon Boykin this weekend, and he echoed the same sentiments that every or several other ex-Eagles have said. Essentially, Chip Kelly booted him because he's black. He can't relate, and that makes him uncomfortable, Boykin added in a text message. He likes total control of everything, and he don't like to be uncomfortable. Brian, what's the best proof Chip Kelly is uncomfortable around black people? Boykin's comments or the fact that his name is Chip Kelly? Yeah, that's a tough one. What kind of name is that anyway? Chip. Is that short for something? Like his Christian name cannot possibly be Chip, right? Of course he can't relate. He's a white guy in his 50s. There isn't a middle-aged white guy on the planet that can relate to a black guy in his 20s. I, you know, I could see why maybe these players think, hey, this guy doesn't get me. But you know why? Because he doesn't. That doesn't make him racist. And I have trouble with the logic that Chip Kelly cuts players because they're black. If that were the case, he would go from Philadelphia Eagles coach Chip Kelly to unemployed guy Chip Kelly in the span of about half a season. As soon as he started Brent from BYU at cornerback or Tad from Princeton lined up, behind Sam Bradford in the I formation, Chip Kelly's fate would be sealed. Uh, it's pretty hard to be racist when you're, uh, when you're an NFL head coach. It's, a, it's one of those professions that when you're, it's very competitive. Like they're looking for reasons to can your ass. And if you're just going to be like, ah, you know what? Hey, why not try a white guy at outside linebacker? Sure, he might not be as fast, but who knows? Maybe he gives us a better chance to win. Plus, he's white. I prefer white guys. Uh, that, that's, that's a ticket to the unemployment line. Like, that's, that's just not going to work. There just aren't, aren't as many good white guys. Uh, of course, Chip Kelly doesn't relate to black p- players. He doesn't relate to white players either. He's a huge weirdo. Have you seen the guy? Have you heard him talk? He rocks a heavily creased visor indoors. The dude is strange, and that will eventually get him fired unless he goes 13-3 and and makes it to the NFC championship game, which is unlikely in Philadelphia, but we'll see. Uh, so, no, I don't, I just, I don't, I, I, 
I don't think the jury's out. I don't know what's up with Chip, Chip Kelly. He seems weird. seems a little socially awkward. But I would be hard-pressed to believe that he's racist considering he makes his living coaching football. Uh, okay, Ed, what else is going on? Tell us, what non-sports topics do we need to discuss? In non-sports, prosecutors in Germany have charged a 53-year-old doctor with negligent body, bodily harm after he declared a 92-year-old woman dead and only to have her wake up screaming in a refrigerated room at a funeral home a few hours later. After, caregiver at a, after a caregiver at a nursing home couldn't find a pulse, the doctor declared her dead. Hours later, a worker at the funeral home heard her screaming. The woman died two, two days later of, quote, unrelated issues. Brian, considering Germany's unfavorable history with death, shouldn't they be making just a bit more, be just a bit more diligent in trying to keep people alive? And also, can you think of anything more terrifying than a naked 92-year-old woman screaming in German? This is like a scene from a horror movie. Like, what is, like, a 92-year-old woman, was she in one of those drawers? Would have been cool if she was in one of those drawers, like those morgue drawers, like on CSI. Are those real? Do they really have, is it, is it often that they have, like, 60 bodies all stacked up in those drawers? What is going on with those? I like that. I like that scene, though. I feel like I don't see as much of that as I used to. It seems like back in the day, every other movie or TV show, somebody would have to go identify the body, and they'd have to go, and then the guy, like the corner guy, would have to, the tech would have to un, unroll the drawer, and he'd be like, you ready for this? And like maybe they'd have like some plastic or like a sheet over their face, and they'd, they'd pull it back and let him have a look, and the, the loved one or the cop would be like, yeah. That's him. That's my boy. Um, so it would be cool if she was in one of the drawers, although I feel it would like be really difficult for a 92-year-old woman to get out of one of the drawers. Also, 92. Look, Graham. This happened in Germany. Look, Oma. You had a good life. Like You, you really hung in there for a while. 92 is pretty long life. I'm happy that you got there. I'm happy that you got to 92. But like they thought you were dead. You cannot be the picture of health and be assumed to be dead. There is a reason people think you're dead. There's a reason that your heart is beating so slowly that it, your pulse does not register. Maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe just like talk her into it. Like, hey, Graham, Oma, it's time. You know, like this is a sign. Maybe just get back in the drawer and. Just let nature lay its course, run its course, whichever. Okay, Ed, next story. What else is going on in the not sports section of the program? Next story. Diners at the Hickory, North Carolina Salsaritas were subjected to a harrowing of evening when, dinner, when diner Nicholas Anderson was getting ready to propose to girlfriend Diana Deal while her son Brighton watched. During the proposal, a man, Graham Wilson Kazaya, attempted to rob the Mexican chain restaurant. Anderson put his proposal on hold and tackled Kazaya. Patrons applauded. Kazaya was hauled off to jail, and Anderson proposed to deal. Brian, two questions. One, who are the patrons really clapping for? The guy who, who tackled the robber or the guy who interrupted the proposal? And two... Who should have actually been hauled off to jail? I'm guessing that they are not experts at making Mexic Mexican food. 
in Hickory, North Carolina. Here's the thing. If you want to eat Mexican food, you should try to be closer to Mexico. That's just as a rule. Southern California is probably the best Mexican food in the world outside of Mexico. You come here, you're going to eat some good Mexican food. You ever had a fish taco? You come here, I'll take you out for a fish taco. You'll enjoy it. Hickory, North Carolina, I'm going for barbecue. If like I'm doing a proposal in Hickory, North Carolina, I'm getting some Carolina barbecue. Because you know what? In Carolina, they know how to do a whole hog. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to have a few different parts of the hog and probably some slaw, because I believe they do slaw down there as well. That's where I'm going to propose. Maybe I hide the ring in, in a pulled pork sandwich. See what she thinks about that. That's probably pretty exciting. She'd probably be pretty stoked to get that proposal. Also, who names their kid Brighton? As if you needed a reason. Now, I'm not saying that previously married people with children shouldn't get married again, shouldn't be allowed to get married again. But when you talk about baggage, everybody brings their, their life's experience into every relationship. And some of our experiences are more visceral. Some of us have children. It's hard to deny our baggage. It's hard to hide our baggage. This broad's got a kid. Not only does she have a kid, she's named it Brighton. That is not a name. Brighton is not a name. It's the name of a ski hill in Utah. I, I'm, I guess it could be a last name, but it's definitely not a first name. Brighton. So, first red flag there. Second red flag. This guy's doing a public proposal in a Mexican restaurant. Is, is, is that romance to you? I don't think so. That's, that's worse than a scoreboard proposal. I might have to amend my death penalty list. What do we have on there so far? Number one, people that cause traffic on purpose. Intentional traffic causers. Like people that go out and want to march for a better minimum wage and they're like, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll go block up the 405. We'll, get, we'll block up an on-ramp. Really cause some traffic, get the news, death penalty. I'm not saying you can't have a higher minimum wage. What I'm saying is, is that you've, ca- you've inconvenienced millions of people and you should die for that. Two, people that weaponize their jizz slash excrement. Three, is anybody that proposes in public, whether it's sky riding, whether it's uh, one, of those, one of those banners that hangs behind a Cessna or a biplane over the beach, scoreboard proposal, anybody that's like, Excuse me, excuse me, you're having dinner, you're at a restaurant, you're at a Mexican restaurant in Hickory, North Carolina, and you're like, just eating your taco, and you're like, it's not a very good taco. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, excuse me, excuse me, I have an announcement to make. I just want everyone to know that I love this woman, Diana, or whatever her name was. Like anybody that does that, that's a bad person. That's not someone you should marry. And... I guarantee you that's not someone that's good at doing sex to you because they're like, hey, 
you, you want to do it? And you, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm into it. He's like, hold on, let me get the webcam going. Let's, I would like to have an audience for this stuff. You know, it's like everything he does, he needs to be watched. He's like, hey, watch me pick. Hey, hey, everybody, watch me pick this head of lettuce. I'm going through these heads of lettuce here in the, in the produce aisle. Everybody, everybody take a look. I'm going to be picking it. Look, and this is the one. Look, I've, I've chosen this one. Like, every, he wants to be watched doing everything. I bet he vapes. Vape, vapus. People that vape. They love attention too. So yeah, I don't know. The robbers are definitely the second biggest villains in this story. The guy, and hey, nice of him to rescue people from the robbers, but big surprise that the, that the guy that was doing the public proposal is also the glory hound that tackles the, the burglar. You know, does that surprise you? Not me. Uh, he's a bad guy. I'm not, I don't support this guy. Okay, Ed, final story. What is the last story this week in sports, non-sports. Our final non-sports story, 36-year-old Sonia Van Meter was chosen for the Mars One Project, a privately funded one-way project where people try to colonize the red planet for future human usage. Only one problem, Sonia has a husband and a 13- and 11-year-old stepson. Her husband, Jason Stanford, opened up to the magazine Texas Monthly about his feelings recently. He defended Sonia, calling her a Martian and himself an astronaut wife. The important question is this. What percentage should we blame Stanford's lack of sexual acumen on the exit? And what percentage should we blame on those crummy kids for for forcing her to leave Earth forever? This, this This is pretty shocking. This woman is clearly insane. And this husband is a huge pussy. Your wife tells you she's volunteering for a one-way mission to Mars. There are two courses of action. A, have her institutionalized. Two, divorce her ass. Like she's like, "Hey, in 12 years, I want to bounce to Mars for the she's this is she's an attention seeker, by the way. Like she doesn't want to go to Mars for the good of mankind. She wants you to know who she is. She wants you, she wants to be the purse, the woman that went to Mars. Also, guarantee she backs out of this. Like, if it, she won't get selected because only four people are going, and she's like one of a hundred that have been selected. She won't get selected. She's not going. She's not going to actually go to Mars. But if she did, if she were selected, she'd back out at the last minute. And I like that the husband is like, he's like, I'm an astronaut wife. Like, you're a huge puss, dude. Like, I'm not. I don't really have a lot of respect for you. Also, the, the, like one of the parts of the story was like people have like glommed on to her. Like a lot of people have volunteered for this, other married people, but the people are like more interested in her because they feel like she's kind of attractive. And she was okay, but it looks like as soon as she was selected, she went out and got one of those short pixie haircuts, which a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, it's it's usually a tell. You see that short pixie haircut on a chick? She's a little nutty. It's just kind of a rule. Now, I'm not saying it's 100% of the time, but most of the time, you see that short haircut, they're, they're, they're trying to get your attention. They want you to, to know something about them, and usually that's a bad thing. And here's this woman, she's like, hey, fuck you, kids and husband. Like, I'm bouncing. I'm, I'm headed up to Mars. 
and there's nothing you guys can do about it. I'm out of here. And oh, by the way, now that I'm a little bit famous, I'm going down to Fantastic Sam's and I'm getting a pixie haircut because I want people to look at me. I want people to notice me. It's a bad person. Bottom line, not a good person. And this husband, big puss, it's really, it's not a surprise to me that she thinks she can just be like, hey, I'm out of here to Mars. I'm like, fuck off. I bet he does all the housework. I bet he does all the grocery shopping. I bet he drives the kids to soccer practice because everything she's got is a little more important. I just, I just get that sense about this chick. Also, Ed neglected to mention this. These people live in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. They're Orioles fans, just like Ed Daly. They root for the same team as Ed Daly. There's tons of pictures of them in the story in the Daily Mail. And this guy's got, a, got one of those satin Oriole jackets. They got, they, they're all done up. The wife's got an Oriole shirt with her pixie haircut. They love the Orioles. They love going to games. And when they go to games, they like taking pictures there. Something else to think about. Maybe this chick would be better on the planet Mars. Like maybe this guy can start over and, and get his balls back. Okay, that's it. Ed, excellent job as always. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. It is now time. It is that time in the program where we get into all of the celebrity news, the gossip, the Bachelor in Paradise has started up, everything that we talk about in the world of pop culture. Of course, the segment is called Fancy Pop, now brought to you by Republic Battery. That's right. I think I mentioned last week that I once bought a car battery at Walmart. Basically the worst day of my life. Why? Because I don't live in Houston and I couldn't pay wholesale for my battery at Republic Battery. Guys, you don't have to pay retail. At Republic Battery, they have you covered. If it's your car, your truck, your boat, your golf cart, or even more importantly, your fleet of vehicles, any combination of the above, it doesn't matter. Republic Battery has everything you need. They're your neighbors in Houston right near U of H. Call them for a quote. Find them on the web or pop in anytime. They're fans of the show. Republic Battery, stop by 6130 Long Drive in Houston, just minutes southeast of downtown. Give them a call, 713-645-2141. That's 713-645-2141. Or check them out on the web at republicbattery.com. Republic Battery, hardcore power, wholesale prices. Pretty stoked to have a sponsor for Fancy Pop right now. Love the guys at Republic Battery. Uh, okay, okay, we're getting into it. We're talking celebrity news, everything that's going on in the world of pop culture. It is Fancy Pop with our very own Fancy Sauce, who has a sponsor. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, hey, hey. That's so exciting. I love batteries. Yes, I'm of a big, course. I, I'm a big battery fan. We're, we, we, we're big in Houston. We have, of course... Hey, Houston. I'm a, I'm a radio celebrity in Houston. Everyone knows that. Oh, you are? So, yes, I'm well known. So even <laughs> though we have listeners all over the country, we have a huge conglomeration of listeners in Houston. So I'm really stoked to be able to share our friends at Republic Shout Battery. out, Houston. Absolutely. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? I feel like it's been forever. What do I need to know about? Out of my ice and my drink. Yeah, well, that, well, that, well. Is that your Herman Marshall bourbon? Actually, it is. Yeah, I knew it. You, uh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I think we should talk about 
the biggest or medium-sized story of the week, which is Lenny Kravitz's pizza penis (laughs) fell out of his pants yesterday at a concert in Stockholm. Kravitz is wearing some leather trousers, as he is wont to do. That is not the Lenny Kravitz I know. (laughs) And he wasn't wearing any undies. Yes. And he was really getting it on stage as he's also wont to do. American woman! (laughs) His trousers ripped and his his dick flopped out in front of... Thousands of people. Uh-huh. There's a there's a um, a gif um, in the uh-huh. Gawka story. Uh-huh. If you guys want to check it out, which I've been watching, yes. um, it, it was making me laugh. So, what do we have to say about Lenny Kravitz's uh, I, package? I think Lenny Kravitz has a nice cock. Like, I don't think he's. I mean, got, you can't really tell, but you can tell that it's obviously it's just, flaccid. It's hanging out. It's flaccid, right? It's yeah. just hanging down, yeah. and it's not it, small. So. No. Um, that leads me to believe that it'll grow. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it probably it thickens up. Well, I mean, there's no shame in his game. Is what I'm. I trying don't to think say. so. I don't think so. Although no. I saw there was something kind of shiny on there. Does does Lenny Kravitz have cock jewelry? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. It's not a real good I feel picture. Like I feel like he could have a cock ring. Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't go full CSI on the picture. I might have to later. It's so blurry. It's yeah, it's really, There's it, not a lot you could It's tough to see, but the thing is from that picture. But you can definitely t- see his penis and if he didn't if he wasn't packing much heat, it would be you wouldn't see anything. Cuz it's a blurry picture. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I'm going with. Anyway, you guys check out the gif cuz it's mad funny. I um I I like Lenny Kravitz. I'm also a guy that eschews any kind of undergarment. You see me? I can vouch for that. You see me walking around. You've seen a guy that's not wearing underwear 99% of the time. Yeah, you're a commando. But here's the thing. And for a guy like me, you know, I I don't like to be bound. I don't like things tight around me. I like to flow. I like things out and loose. That's kind of my personality. I I use a lot of powder. I use I use the minty one, Gold Bond, or the Target version. We're really going deep on your hygiene habits. Well, I'm getting right? into I'm getting into something. Okay. I'm speaking from experience. I, however, do not wear leather pants. I feel like I mean yet. Yet. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> leather pants seem like they would not do very much breathing. No, you'd be very sweaty performing in those. Very sweaty. I can yeah. see why they exploded. Like it, they were just probably drenched. They were probably stuck to his body because well, they were drenched in ball sweat. Also, I feel like he's like he was really getting down in a squat yeah. and the seam just busted open. That's right. Just snapped right open from all that. Leather has some give, but at a certain not point. Enough. Not enough give for what Lenny's packing. It's going to break. What I'm saying is, is that if you're going to wear leather pants, you're using all the powder. I feel like he has to run off stage a couple times, pull down the leather pants, and have a powder caddy there, a powder assistant, to just powder up his nuts like in between songs. Like like that. That sounds gross. That woman drummer of his is playing the solo on. 
on what was are you gonna go my way that's the powder solo yeah it's a, and he runs, he off. runs off he runs he off and up. he gets pow- he gets his balls powdered and before and she's <laughs> done with her drum solo he's, he's back. back on stage he's back playing that les paul all right well all right, good for him a lot of information Good for about Lenny. ball it's, powder. It's shocking. It's shocking to see Lenny's penis because I figured that any time it was ever out, it was inside a woman. <laughs> like it's never, it's never out long enough that it's not at, that it doesn't immediately go inside a woman. It, his, Sounds like a good point. His penis was probably like, oh my god, <laughs> what what is this? This isn't a vagina. Where am I supposed to go? What is happening to me right now? I'm never out when I'm not inside of a woman. This is crazy. Help. Okay, Kate, what else is going on? I mean, I could talk about Lenny Kravitz's dick all day. Let's talk about somebody else's. Okay. Um, Gwen Stefani of No Doubt. Oof. Orange County resident. Yeah. Not resident. Orange County. She's from here. Provenance. Yeah. Anaheim. Pulled the plug uh, on her 13-year marriage to Gavin Rothdale, uh, formerly of the band Bush. Surpri- yeah. Surprised it lasted. Because this long. apparently she believed he was cheating on her. Yeah. We're told Gwen and Gav have not gotten along for some time and that the split was a long time coming. Um, and that we're also told that Gwen complained about Gavin being away from home too yeah. much. And when I say we're, we're told, I mean the internet. That's, the where, internet that's tells where the us. pussy is. Um, touring with his band. There's, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of strange pussy like in your house, unless you're Ben Affleck or Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got if you want to get if you want some strange pussy, you have to go on tour. So Gwen filed get on in the Monday, bus. right? Yeah. Um, but remember in 2009 when. Gavin admitted to having an affair with cross-dressing singer yeah. Marilyn. Yeah, I do remember this. He's he's got some deals. First of all, I just saw a picture of him yesterday. He had no fewer than twenty-eight bracelets on. Yeah, he's got all those wooden round wooden, wooden balls. like um, Hindu kind of like yoga bracelets on top of his head. Do you have he, a man bun? Man, he was bun. one of the first people mm. to rock a man bun. Also, like on the rag. also British, right? Lot, there's a there's a quite a combination of deals there. Bracelets, man bun, air quotes musician. I mean, he was in Bush. What They're was still the, touring. What was the other thing? Man bun. Man bun. Bracelets. British. Oh, I'm not sure what British. Has British. A lot of deals. He's a cad. I, I'm surprised it lasted this long. Also, Gwen. Super babe, so foxy. She's so hot, and I love her so much. She is so hot. It's ridiculous. She looks ridiculously good, she too. She always looks good. Um, She's super smoking hot. My girlfriend, Shay Shay. Yeah? Shout out. Yeah? Saw her not too long ago. They were sitting um, side by side at a restaurant. Shout it. And I believe they exchanged... Some pleasantries, oh, and she said they? she was really nice. I'm sure she was. She's she from looked, Orange County, and like she me. looked beautiful in person. Yeah. So. Shout out. Anywho, um, sad for G and G. Yeah, it's a new beginning. She's super hot. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. What else, Kate? What else is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know? Um, I just saw a story um, claiming. Actually, there was pictures of Ben Affleck's now infamous nanny. Yeah. Who claimed that she was in love with yeah. him and yeah. that they had been having an affair? Yes. Um, she was spotted stopping by his home just days after the divorce announcement. And there's some pictures of them looking 
pretty friendly. Yeah. Like they're not in an embrace, but they're mm-hmm. definitely like. Was she still employed by him at this time? No, because I. She doesn't work for him anymore. No, maybe she was. Maybe what, she was. I don't know when she got let go. Guys, I know it's tempting. A lot of you guys out there, you're cashed up. You got a lot of fucking money. You're you're been successful in life. You got you can you can afford the things you need. And a lot of times, that's full time childcare. That's someone that either lives in your house or comes to your house every single day to take care of your children. But the thing is. Maybe you take her on vacation with you to watch the kids, take them to the pool while you go play golf, while your wife goes shopping. All of this stuff, all of this, all of these things are available to you. Do yourself a favor. Do not, under no circumstances, should you ever get a remotely hot nanny. I know it sounds good. But it's a huge, huge mistake. Imagine for a minute. You can't put that kind of temptation in front of narcissistic people. Imagine for a minute. That are actors. Every day you came home from work, there was a freshly baked batch of chocolate chip cookies on the counter. Every single day you'd walk in and you'd smell them and you'd see them. But you're, you're like me. You like to earn it at the gym. It's not cheat day. So you don't eat those cookies. You stay away from them. But every day you're confronted. Eventually, one day, you're going to walk in and go, oh my God, I the just can't. too much. The temptation is too much. <laughs> I need to get my lips around one of those cookies. It'll happen, gentlemen. Pro tip, get an ugly nanny. Well, let's list what other um, act- uh, famous actors have found Ju- their nanny. Jude Law. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Um, Bex. Bex had a hot assistant. Bex. Who he was sexing. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. That was the housekeeper. A, Not a that's nanny. that's an anomaly. That's that's he would have just he just needed to ejaculate and she was there. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's many many more that we don't know about. Yeah. Many, many more. I think those are the... Nanny. I think Tony Hawk might have left his first wife for his nanny. I could be wrong. Probably. I mean, he's on wife what now? Five? Four. Four. Um, There are a lot, a lot, a lot of men that have... Because guys, we're men. Weak. Not strong. Certain things. Oh, it's such a cop out. That plate of cookies. That plate of cookies Such is a too tempting. Maybe not every day, but one day. One day you'll be tempted. Don't get a hot nanny. Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? But let's talk about Batch in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise, the greatest Maybe show the best, on television. Definitely the best we show did, on We television. did a special episode previewing Bachelor in Paradise with my dear, dear friend, Jason Stewart. And, you know, I know... Some people were telling me that other people have been doing shows talking about The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, and they're like, these shows aren't edgy. They don't, they don't do content where they take shots at people, where they tell it like it is. We do that here. We talk real talk about these people. What happened? There, there was two episodes back-to-back. It was quite a slog. Two hours one night, another hour another night, a lot of work to watch all this Bachelor. 
what happened on the show, Kate? Oh, and firstly, just before we get into it, and for you guys that have been tweeting me that you have started watching because of the podcast. That's right. So proud of you. That's right. It's Don't a, let anyone make fun of you. It's a good show, guys. It's a good show. I watch and it. And now we're all in it together. That's right. Um, well, the first thing, one of the things that happened was Chris Harrison, quote, unquote, married Marcus and Lacey, who were the couple that like fell in love on last season. On last last year, Mar- so, Marcus and Lacey hooked up in the first season, first episode of the first right, season, and they were in sep- They were a totally boring. Lacey insipid has absolutely couple. ginormous, She's very just big, cans. massive titties, <laughs> like just viewable from anyway, space, they were observable like, from they space. They were the perfect basic couple from last season. That's they right. Were like, they were back. They were made for each other. They were back to so they're back. back. So they, they staged got married. This, they staged this fake wedding. But they, they made, they pretended it was real. Like they were really getting married on it, the beach it, in front of this season's cast. So basically a group, they of, didn't know. A group of random yeah. strangers it, and like a small, you know, group of their it family. Looked, it looked like that it took them a while to shoot that because by, oh, the end, it by the end of the ceremony, the waves were crashing on the rocks. Right, the like tide had come all the way two in. Two feet away from them. Um, so yeah, that was just a ploy for ratings. It was not, they did not really get married. They don't have Whoa, a marriage certificate. You're kidding me. Um, no, I'm not. Whoa. So They're not legally married. Yeah, so everyone arrived in the first episode. We got to see um, the initial cast members. That's right. And right off the bat, four people, there were four couples. Yes, people paired up straight Immedi- away. Immediately. Which is, the, which is the, if you want to hang around, you got to fuck somebody. Immediately. I feel like that might be... No, I don't, the, think, I don't think there's been any feel, sex yet I've, because they, they like to get has, that on camera. Has ABC, or has ABC at least the gist of it. marketed it with that tagline yet? Because I'll let them borrow it. Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> colon. If you want to hang around, you got to fuck somebody. Continue, It's <laughs> pretty true. Um, so people hooked up. Yeah, people hooked up. People paired off. Yeah, the late entry was... Um, Queen of the basic bitches, last year's vet, the veteran from last year. Yes, Claire Crawley. Claire Crawley. I have to admit, Claire, who's blocked me on Instagram. That's right. We know she. You've been blocked on Instagram by Claire. I have to admit, Claire came in in it like she's real, real dumb. Not like she's not going to win she's any an actual idiot trivia contest. But she's my favorite. She's. I gotta admit. Her body is pretty banging. Like she's been doing a I don't lot of think yoga. There's any denying that she is well put together. She's for sure fit. She had a tight dress on. Yeah. So everybody showed up. Let's 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 break it down. Everybody showed up, and pe- pe- this is like people had been there for like a day, and people had like paired off, and right from the get go, just as I predicted, Jade was in high high demand. A lot of dudes wanting to fuck Jade right. because she has posed naked in Playboy. Right, she's like your real nice girl next door. Yes, she's from Omaha. Who also has done nude, nude pics. That's right. She, she's really boring. Yes. She has zero personality. Yes, I don't. All the jokes will go will go over her head. Yes, no sense of humor. And then, and she's kind of plain to look at. And if then, I gotta be honest, shockingly, I thought in an upset for the men, Jared from the recently ended. All of a sudden, his stock has risen. Season. Like. It's amazing. Shunned by Caitlyn. Stock is shot through the roof. He's Lo- now the hottest commodity of all the guys. Every single broad the on the show wants, wants to sex him. To couple up with Jared. It is true. So weird. So everybody's fighting over those two, but eventually they sort of pair off. 
Ashley S has who's insane. Oh no, pardon me. Ashley I is yeah. crazy and for some reason brought she's her sister. Extremely emotionally unstable. She is she's bought her sister who's like an emotional right. support animal. Ashley Ashley I is the for those of you that don't remember, is the twenty seven year old virgin. She has her hooks in Jared. She's like he's She's brought her twenty four year old yeah. sister Lauren, who is a self proclaimed quote unquote not a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um Somebody asks, I think it's Mikey, the yes. like East Coast Mikey, meathead. Mikey Tamborelli. Oh, Tenorelli. Tenorelli. <laughs> he asks he's he asks the the Iaconetti sisters, um, what happens if they both like the same guy? And they made this really creepy yeah. comment. Ashley S said, I make out with them. And Lauren, the sister, said, and I finish them off. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like that's a porno I would watch <laughs> for sure. Yeah, My, Jonathan, Mikey Mikey Tamborelli was looking to get seesawed by those two girls yes. for sure. Um, little Jonathan, little black guy with all the tattoos. Yes, from from Caitlyn's series. So cute and innocent yes. on The Bachelor. It's actually a huge creepy. He's turned out to be very yes. creepy comments yes. about um, saying that he had sexed sisters at the same time yes. before yeah. and had also sexed. A- you virgin. Yes, he was. And then he was like, girls would walk in and he's like, she's looking delicious. I'd eat her ass. And it's like, oh, it's like, whoa, dude, like calm down. Like go easy there, buddy. Like he's a super uh, horn dog. Yeah. So, um, Jillian, I don't know if you remember her. She was very manly. She's the muscular chick from muscular Chris's season. workout mm-hmm. girl. She's, she, I'll admit, I'll admit. She showed up in a bathing suit. I'll admit, I'll admit. On the, on our Bachelor in Paradise preview podcast. I I saw her picture and I didn't remember who she was. And she, I thought she was looking pretty hot. And then she showed up in all her muscles and her She has new boobs. Her masculine energy. She's got some new tits. But they didn't they're not very big new tits. Yeah. So they just well, that's look smart. like that's they, smart. No, they look like pecs. Yeah. yeah she's like they're very, not quite big she's enough. Very muscular. She does a lot of CrossFit. Um she did not get a rose. So she was the one that went home. So this week the guys had the power. They were giving out the roses that's to right. the girls. Next week it'll be the girls giving out roses to the guys. That's how this show works, guys. Yes. From and week to week. we should say Jillian was promised a rose from sociopath JJ. I don't feel like he promised her. He, he said they they were they even quoted him on the screen, I'm gonna give you my rose. Oh, only that's typical JJ. Only, JJ will flip yes. Jillian, at the drop of a hat. Jillian had defeat snatched from the jaws of victory at the last moment when Tenley desperately in search of a rose, makes a play for JJ, and JJ's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of down well, with she that. she said to him, I give you permission to kiss me to see if we have chemistry. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes and, and make out. He's doing, JJ he's, has, he's doing a little for the first squeeze. time in JJ's life, he's doing a little he back has rub. girls throwing themselves yeah. at him, yeah. and he was like, did not know what to do. Yeah. And he basically, I, I'm assuming, was just like, which one would I rather fuck? Yeah. And it was Tenley. I mean, yeah, he is sorry. a guy. Yeah, sorry, Jillian. yeah. Sorry, Jillian. Jillian was out in a in a shocker. Um, this is pre- shaping up to be a pretty good season. The previews for this season look amazing. Yes, I don't like. I'm I'm all in on this show. Like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, I'm pretty lukewarm on. It's a little bit fluffy for me, but this is this is down and dirty. This is the kind of show I like. This is the real deal. Yeah. 
So that's my roundup. Um, tomorrow I will post my Bachelor in Paradise, Paradise recap on the website for you guys to read L- up on. Yeah, but by the time you hear this, Kate's recap will be on the site. So definitely check that out. It is a good way to get caught up because it is. it was like three hours this week. It was a lot to watch. But there was a lots of and lots of cool, interesting happenings there. So definitely check in with that. Uh, I want to say thank you to our two new sponsors, Republic Battery and Herman Marshall Whiskey. I'm super stoked to have you guys in the mix. I hope my audience will find, seek them out, give them your business, let them know you're also listeners to the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Until next week, and when Ed Daly returns. So until next week, for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. We'll be back next week. Bye.